I find as I go through my day that there are times that I'm not feeling at my best and I begin to look for reasons why. I will scan my environment hoping to find some reason that I can be a victim. When my eyes are open for a right to be angry, I will find one. A big part of mindset work is dealing with this part of us that searches for the negative, searches for victimhood, searches for ways to take offense like there's a prize for it. But what if the offense is real? What if it's so glaringly obvious that someone has done something to you that cannot be ignored? What if you have a real right to be angry? Let's explore that in five, four, three, two. Welcome to the Second Mix Podcast, where creators and aspiring entrepreneurs go to reflect, revise, and remix their lives and find the mindset they need to thrive without conforming. Nobody's better than you, nobody's smarter than you, and you don't need anyone's permission to succeed. My name is Matthew Bennett, and I was a miserable fool until I discovered all this stuff and changed my life. Now I'm passing it on and paying it forward. At the end of this episode, there's going to be a call to action to take some little step to remix your life. Take advantage of these exercises and watch things begin to change for you. When I began this self-improvement journey two and a half years ago, I learned that it was my choice to respond or react to stimuli in my environment. I learned that I had a knack for creating conspiracy theories, things that weren't really going through someone's mind, but I attributed that person with having those thoughts anyway. She's just vacuuming right now because she knows it bothers me. Or he sits in his car in the driveway for 10 minutes before coming in from work because he doesn't want to be around me. Those sorts of thoughts. I was mostly able to eradicate the conspiracy theories. And when they do crop up from time to time, I can recognize them for what they are and put the theory to rest with the full knowledge that I can never know what someone is thinking or what their motivation is, and to guess is an exercise in futility. And when for whatever reason I'm feeling offended or spoken down to, or any other manner of communication that bothers me, I still get to control my response. As Stephen Covey says in The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, humans have control over something that happens in between the stimuli and the response. When a bug lands on a spider web, the spider rushes out to sting the bug and wrap it up with more web. There's no decision made. The spider does not have a choice. A spider can't say, that's not really the biggest meal for me, so I should probably let it go and wait for something bigger to come along. That's not in the arachnids toolkit. But we are different. We have an in-between space where we get to imagine the outcome and apply all of our knowledge to a momentary decision that will increase our likelihood for a better future. We get to use that in-between space to decide how we want to react, to explore some options and choose one to suit us. Then we act. We're in control of a lot more than we think. We're in control of whether we get mad or act kindly or speak up or quiet down. We're in control of the words that we use and the attitude behind those words. We may not be in complete control of the emotions, but we are in control of our actions. Emotions are never good or bad to have. They just are. That doesn't negate our power 
over our actions. It's possible that we have this because we're able to imagine, to imagine what the future will be like and the knowledge that if we change our actions right now, the future could be more pleasant for us. Habits are simply how we override that in-between space by acting in a certain way to certain stimuli over and over again, acting in a way that we have chosen in advance to save some mental space by ignoring the in-between with actions that are beneficial in some way. And habits bring me right back around to my right to be angry. Because even though I used all this information to stop seeking out the bad and to quit looking for offensive things, I still had a problem. I felt that if I had a genuine right to be angry or offended, I somehow thought that it was my duty to get angry and act angry and make sure that people knew that I was angry. If the offense was blatant and I wasn't seeking it out or looking for a reason, then I knew that I must take this chance to be angry. Now, I don't want you to picture me going on a tirade through the house, throwing things, kicking the wall, but if I could grab on to a genuine offense, I'd hop on and ride it for all it was worth. And this was a habit. I didn't understand yet that I could choose my response here too. I think I was washing the dishes, listening to a Brian Tracy seminar on the phone, and he kept saying, I'm responsible. I'm responsible. I'm responsible over and over again. My first thought was a joke. I thought my life's going to be way easier if Brian Tracy is responsible for everything bad that happens. Then I had another one of those crazy epiphanies. I could clearly see what I had been doing. I had been living a life where I mostly didn't give grace to anyone. Grace is a beautiful word and it's a beautiful idea. I lived in a place in my mind that had zero grace. I didn't let up. I didn't let the people around me be free to make their own mistakes. I was on a self-improvement journey, so heck yeah, I'm allowed to make mistakes, but nobody around me has the same freedom, at least not with me. I will grab onto that mistake and make you feel awful about it. That's how powerful I am. But real power comes with grace. It doesn't come with the immaturity of being angry because you have the right to be angry or being angry because you're somehow allowed the opportunity. Power comes in making the decision to not take offense and to not feel like you're wasting a good chance to be angry. All of this to say, make grace your habit. Make understanding and clarification and humility a habit. You can change that. You have the power in the in-between space between stimuli and reaction to become something much, much greater. And all you have to do is choose it. This week in your journal, look for ways that you take offense. Examine your hot buttons and how you react each time one is pressed. And then write down how you wished you responded to each of these. And then write down, it doesn't have to be a wish. I can choose this reality. I'll see you all in the Ideas and Concepts group on Facebook. The link is in the show notes. I'll be here every Monday and Thursday until anomalies are a regular occurrence. Thank you for listening to the Second Mix Podcast. Once again, I am Matthew Bennett. If you are on Apple, please give me five stars and leave a review. 
Whatever platform you use, you can subscribe to hear the latest episodes of the show. I answer every email sent to matt at secondmix.net, and I love to hear from listeners. If you know of anyone who will find this show helpful or useful, please share this with them. I can't reach them without your help. Take steps that will make your week incredible until we meet again. Keep reflecting, revising, and remixing your life. I'll see you soon.